0: You're listening to Under the Sun Podcast. Get ready for interviews with guests that are experts and enthusiasts in all kinds of fields and topics where we discuss a little bit of everything. Everything? Everything. What about everything? everything? You heard it, folks. Nothing is off limits. If it's under the sun, we're talking about it. Ready to have your mind melted. melted? And now, the dawn of discourse, the connoisseur of conversation, the chief of chit-chat, your host, Evan Dixon. Okay, five, four, three, two, one.
1: Lily Webster, what's up? How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. How are you, Evan?
1: I'm doing good. Thanks for chatting with me today.
2: Of course, I'm so excited. I can't believe it took me this long to get on, but that's okay. Yes.
1: Right? Yeah. It's, you know, we both had stuff going on, and I get it. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I I actually get to talk to a person today. That's exciting. The past two or three episodes, I just, you know, how you just get so wrapped up with like, you know, your schedule, if it's school or work. Yeah. And I just, I don't plan that far in advance, and, you know, sometimes Monday and Thursday come up I'm like. Well, I'm going to have to do the podcast alone today, which is fine. I like doing those, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But, you know, one of the reasons why I started this podcast is because I like talking to people. Yeah. So thank you very much for coming on.
2: Yes. I I will say I'm a busy lady, but I was able to make it today, so I'm excited.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm a busy man, too. I mean, I thrive off of being productive.
2: I feel like that's a fa- our family thing. Like, all of us are always doing, like, 8 million things.
1: Yeah, I have to be doing something. So, which is weird, because today's Sunday, and Sunday's a weird day for me. This is the day where I don't work, like, which is weird, because I work, like, six days a week. I don't have school, yeah. and I don't work out. It's my off day. Sunday is literally my lays around day, and I've just been watching football all day. Mm-hmm. And it's just been weird. I feel like I should be doing something, you know?
2: Yeah, I find it almost hard to give myself rest days like that. I feel like I should be more productive and so right. then I'll like catch myself halfway through the day like trying to find things to do, like getting ahead on homework or something exactly. instead of just sitting there.
1: I think regardless of what you do or how hard you do it, I think you you need at least one rest day, you know? Like yeah. I don't think it's so much of a flex that you work seven days a week, you know? Like you yeah. you need a mental and physical break. At least at yeah. least one day a week, you know? I go so hard six days a week, and I look so forward to Sundays, you know?
2: Yeah, I definitely, I'm still getting into the groove of school, but, like, Sundays is always my day to catch up on things and just relax and maybe hang out with my friends, but I like to kind of leave that day without plans to just, like, Right, do whatever I want to do and not have to worry about being somewhere I do.
1: Right? For the past, like, five or six years now, there's been something so therapeutic about Sunday. Yeah. I don't know if it's just, you know, the way the sun rises in the morning, or, I don't know, but just, sometimes I'll just go on a Sunday drive, you know, and I just get to collect my thoughts together, get, you know, kind of think about what can I improve on, like, work-wise, mental-wise, and then I can prepare for the next week as well, you know?
2: Yeah, I like to go on walks. Yes. Friends.
1: Yeah. I I, I, walks. I've i been doing that a lot more lately.
2: I used to not be a person who just took walks. It was either I was working out or I was like doing something or I was relaxing. There was no like just like taking a walk type of vibe. But I've been doing it a lot more recently. It's very therapeutic.
1: Right. It, well, it's nice having a dog you can take on the walk, too. You know, Yeah. we've had a Chihuahua for about 11 years now, and I love her, but she's just not like a really walking oriented dog. Yes. She's a teacup yes. Chihuahua that's five pounds. Yeah. And now that we got our golden retriever two years ago, he loves to go on walks. Whenever I grab the leash, he just gets so excited. You know, he's like <sighs> with his tongue out. It's, yeah. it's, it's the cutest thing. Yeah. And then you have a walking buddy.
2: Yeah. Up at school, I do not have my walking buddy. I miss Gus. It's a lot. I mean, he wasn't the best walking buddy because he is, like, obese, but that's okay. (laughs) He did his best, and it was nice to have, like, a dog. Because you don't have to talk to them. You can just walk. Exactly. And still not feel alone, but also not have to worry about, like, holding a conversation. (laughs) Right? Well, the best thing about having
1: a dog is that they'll always listen to you.
2: Yeah. And they don't have have anything to say. (laughs) Yeah. They
1: don't have anything to say. And if you can imagine what they're going to say, of course, you're going to imagine, like, it's the best possible response that any human could ever give you.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And then you don't have to worry, like about their problems because they're dogs (laughs) right they're like i want to treat that's it but they don't have any problems so you're not like trying to help them solve their problems too so it's it's
1: right sometimes i wish like we us humans had like a more simplistic mind like dogs do and i know that sounds weird but let me explain you know how dogs just get like they don't have much you know they can't like really communicate like Mm -hmm. sometimes we neuter them like yeah but they just get so happy about the littlest things like going on walks or getting a treat, you know?
2: Yeah, I think... Like, they
1: don't need a lot to be happy.
2: Yeah, I think even as I've gotten older, the smarter I've gotten and the more educated I've gotten on topics, the more I wish that I was just so stupid and didn't understand anything, just like a dog. Right. Because I feel like it, like... The more you understand, like, the complexities of the world, the more you're like, oh, my God, I don't want to know about any of this. Never mind. Let it's be so gone. sad. But, yeah. you know,
1: the term ignorance is bliss is something I like to live by. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I, yeah. The less you know, the better.
2: Yeah. I, I would agree in a lot of ways it does make life a lot easier, but... I do like to be educated, so it's, like, a hard balance.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, obviously, like, I would choose, you know, our minds over a dog, but it's just so fascinating to see that they're just living their best life by just being around a human or getting a treat once in a while or going on a walk, you know?
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, Yeah,
1: like, you know, we live so in a society that's based off possessions, you know, and I think, don't quote me on this stat, but I'm pretty sure, like, the United States has the highest – rates of depression and I just think that's because we don't know how good we have it or you know possessions are a big thing to us you know and then you go over to other countries and it's just not much of a big deal you know
2: yeah actually I did a study on the happiness index and oh yeah so some of the happiest rated countries aren't the most wealthy they're like they're well off most of their like their poverty rates are low but they have a lot more of a communal living style and they focus on taking care of each other and like they aren't so focused on themselves and the things they have and how much money they're spending and like i don't know they focus on experiences like going and hanging out with their friends or going hiking and stuff like that um denmark was rated like the top happiest country in the world like four years in a row and they have days like a lot more days off than the united states and they have the same productivity level because on their days that they're working they actually want to be working right and they just live a much happier life than the united like the people in the united states overall so i think we're really doing it wrong in that way but
1: yeah, I think we're doing it wrong too. You know, you know, you said this thing about um, community, and that's just kind of a that's a step in the right direction. I agree. We were talking about family before, you know, the podcast started. And for people that don't know, listening. <laughs> okay, so let's try that again, but in but in English. So for people that are listening that don't know, you and me are cousins, and. Yes, yes. And we, we talk about this all the time, but, you know, we have such a great family. We're yes. always there for each other. I say this to my friends all the time. I said it in a speech that I had to give in class the other day. You know, you can't, you don't, you don't get to choose your family. And that's, you know, it's either good or bad or fortunate or unfortunate. And we got very lucky. I yeah. could not ask for a better family. We are there for each other in the ups and the downs. It's whenever we have a family gathering, like that's, that's that's true happiness right there you know like three hours together on a Sunday celebrating Thanksgiving or Christmas I guess Thanksgiving's on a Thursday right
2: yeah or even <laughs> or even like grandpa's birthday or just yeah small little things even if everyone can't make it just like being together and I would say we are all very different people I don't think me and Evan have anything in common frankly yeah other than like we're family but exactly honestly like For our family, that's enough to be able to, I don't know, be close and talk about things openly, and I think that's unique, and I don't think a lot of families get to experience that. And I think that we're a lot happier as a family than other people, and I think community is just so important, and I think the United States in general has kind of moved away from that and is focusing so much more on, like, like you do you like focusing so much on individual mindsets and i don't think it's bad to focus on yourself but i think you have to think broader than yourself more often than we do
1: yeah most definitely i think the more self-centered you get like maybe like more you'll get sucked into that yeah uh being you know part of a community and helping each other out i think that's a way to you know blissfulness
2: Yeah, I think that if you just focus on yourself, you don't feel like you have anyone because you assume everyone else is doing the same. Yeah. But that's just not the case. There's so many people that care about people other than themselves, and just finding those people and building a community for yourself, I think, is really essential to being happy in this life.
1: Right. I need to get a fact checker for this podcast. That would be really great because I don't know the true stat, but... I wanna say it's over 45% where, I mean, I don't think a lot of families sit at the table for dinner anymore, like at least, you know, not every night, but even over half the week. Yeah. I, I think over 45% of families don't do that. And I think that's just one of the saddest things.
2: Yeah, I I don't know many people that sat with their families for yeah, dinner. Yeah, that's
1: just, it's not a thing anymore.
2: And granted, when I was living with grandma and grandpa, I. They went to bed so early and I had danced, so I couldn't sit with them. But we always made it a point to at least sit and have one meal together every week. And I think just doing that is so good for people's souls.
1: Right. Well, it's nice talking about, you know, your week, how it went and you know, what you're struggling with and then hearing, you know, your family talk about it too. Like maybe they're struggling with the same thing. Then you can help each other out. But at the end of the day, like, you know that they are there for you. And sometimes, even sometimes I forget that, you know, my family is there for me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have this problem. I think I'm so alone about it. And then, you know, two seconds later, I'm like, no, you dummy, you got like family and they'll be for, they'll be there for you, whatever it is.
2: Yeah. I think that it took me a long time to realize how accepting grandma and grandpa were, literally, you can tell them anything. Yeah. And as long as it's not like you killed someone, they're <laughs> going to, like, <laughs> they're going right? to support you and they're going <laughs> to help you get through whatever you're going through. And I think having someone, like, a family member that you know is never going to cross your back or, like, take that information and use it against you is so nice. And just being able to talk to them about anything. And, like, grandma Grandma and grandpa are old. So, like, they've been through everything. So, like, yeah. they know. They, they have a lot more advice than you think they would, I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly. They are truly the goats. We call them the goats of Arvada. Yeah. You
2: know? No, they're <laughs> sick. Everyone loves G-Bob. That man yeah, jumps exactly. out of a plane. He's 76. 77? 76. Did he
1: go skydiving already?
2: Yeah, he's gone twice.
1: No kidding. Oh, that's so awesome. I've been trying to go for, like, so I know. Like I'm, so I'm trying to
2: go with them because I would love to see Grandpa. Grandpa found out if you jump out of a plane... 25 times like tandem with a professional skydiver Mm -hmm. you can go by yourself
1: you can yeah
2: so now that's his like new goal i don't know if he's talked to you about that but he will not shut up about it with me oh really i i love seeing him so excited about something right i haven't seen him like that in a while but he like talks about it all the time yeah
1: i wish he would talk about himself more you know know because he's the most selfless person ever and he's always asking how i'm doing i'm like I'm doing good, Pops. How are you? You know?
2: Yeah, no, I I have to pry it out of him. He used to be he used to be scared to text me. Yeah. He used to have grandpa text me and say, like, ask me questions for him. And I had to like sit him down and be like, Grandpa, I don't know what is going on, but like you're allowed to call and text me. I'm not gonna (laughs) be mad at you. He's like, I just don't wanna bother you. I know you're so busy. And I'm like, I will respond to you when I'm not busy. Just text me. Like, it's fine. Yeah. And now he does. But it took me, like, telling him, like, five different times for him to finally, like, start, like, talking to me, and, like, about himself, which is good. So
1: Yeah, he's he's the same way with me. He's just... He literally feels like the world's going to end if he calls me during class, you know, <laughs> which he's, which he's dumb for. He's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. I'll call you, like, yeah. call me later. Yeah. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. He feels so bad. Yeah, <laughs> like he feels him... so bad. Like, literally when I'm lifting too, like, I ju- he thinks that, like, I can't take two minutes to talk to him while I'm lifting, you know? Yeah. As long as I'm not in a, sometimes I talk to him during a set for yeah. sure. Yeah. But I mean, you know, taking two minutes out of my gym time is just seriously, not a big deal.
2: I know. He, it's not
1: even a small deal. It's nothing.
2: Yeah, I know. he. I wish he would understand how much we care about him. And it's right? not a big deal. And we would love to talk to him. Right.
1: That man deserves the world. I know. He's, he's so great.
2: Yeah, he's the funniest man ever. I get him. I get that man to do whatever I want, really. Like TikToks. I can't believe I convinced him to do those. Oh,
1: those TikToks are so cute. You know. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah, the one where he's just like doing he's, his little hand yeah, gesture thing. He, he's
2: dancing <laughs> along. Yeah. He got mad at me because he didn't know i posted them oh really <laughs> i was just taking the video and then you guys brought it up at some point and i was like guys it's like no he doesn't know and then you guys kept talking about it and then after on the car ride home he was like you didn't tell me you posted that and he was like how many people saw it and i was like a lot, a lot. <laughs> and he was like he was like okay I guess, and he seemed embarrassed but I oh felt, no i felt bad i was like no grandpa I, like so many people liked and commented like it's yeah funny. it was
1: really especially my mom she loves those she doesn't shut up about him
2: i know no like every family member like right? every time they see me they're oh, like poor i pops. saw Bob. <laughs> i just saw it's G-bops not like TikTok. his friends
1: are on there i know
2: <laughs> 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 like none of them even know what tiktok is <laughs> right i don't think he knows what it is
1: no i don't think he does either <laughs>
2: grandma does grandma does has she? a tiktok oh really she sends me tiktoks <laughs> like so a day that's so funny now that she sold the business it's arts and crafts and tiktok for that lady oh no kidding <laughs> i literally like before i left for school i'd walk down the stairs and i could see her like over like she was sitting on the couch and i could see her phone and it was always just tiktok and she was scrolling just that was all she did no kidding yeah they sold the business yeah you oh, didn't didn't. know that no no that happened like three months
1: oh no kidding so they're not doing it anymore
2: no i thought you would have noticed that there wasn't vans in yeah i probably should
1: <laughs> thank god i know o- only because those vans were a pain in their ass I know man. they
2: always were breaking down wait
1: i didn't understand because those were mercedes brand right yeah yeah the people are listening they had a pet grooming business and that was a that was a big chunk of their life you know
2: yeah that was grandma's like whole thing yeah
1: exactly and she loved it and i'm glad But that those vans just kept breaking down every three months. I'm like, yeah, and it was
2: always like a big fix. It was like a timing belt, or like the tub was messed up, or like there was a leak, and like it was always a big mess. So I'm glad they sold
1: it finally.
2: They've been saying that they were going to sell it for like six years now.
1: Right. So good for them though. Yes. Yeah, I wonder. Do you know who created TikTok? Um, I do not. I don't know either, but. Such a simple idea. It's, I don't it's the same thing with all social media, right? You know, you, you, you start with Facebook where it's like, oh, there should be a platform where you can, you know, post something, whether if it's a picture or you just want to speak your mind about something. And then, mm-hmm. you know, with Instagram comes like, well, like we should put pictures into these captions now, you know? And then a Snapchat where it's like, well, you should be able to snap people pictures so you can see your face. And, and now we're on the TikTok and I'm like, this is such a... Simplistic, genius idea.
2: I think it was, out of all social media, it was the most genius, like...
1: Right? I can't believe... uh, I wasn't a huge Vine person, but I did... A couple years ago, me and my friends were watching the best Vines, and I wish I would have gotten into that. There were some funny Vines on there. I can't believe that's not a thing anymore.
2: Me and Alyssa were huge into Vine. Yeah? Because... it was we were too young to like because that was for you that was end of middle school going into high school was when vine was like yeah. really big but like so we were too young to like go out and like do like anything actually so we would like when we were at home we would sit in on vine we made vines like it was we loved it and we like followed all the viners on youtube it was a whole thing so yeah i was really into vine so then I I had TikTok. This sounds so cringy, but like I had TikTok before, like everyone else had TikTok, and like it was like weird to have TikTok. But I knew that it was gonna start blowing up. I had it my end of sophomore year, going into junior year, and so no one had it at that point. Yeah, and I remember all my friends were like, "Lily, you're so strange." I'm like, "No, it's funny as like hell on there. Like you have to get it." and Finally, people started downloading it. All my friends who gave me shit were downloading it, and then that was huge. So yeah, I it's knew it huge. was going to be big. It was. It has the same energy as Vine. <laughs> it's easier to navigate than Vine. Yeah, it was. I knew it was going to be big.
1: Do you know why did Vine stop? By the way,
2: um, do you know why?
1: I have no idea why. It
2: was like lack of funding. It was the platform was hard to maintain with uh. so little staff, and it just slowly went down and down. Right. Well, it was this,
1: you know, it's, I swear every social media, like you just, you can just tell it's going to be big. Yeah, and there's and there's going to be that side of the ball where it's like you're crazy, you know, like mm-hmm. how is snapping pictures to somebody, having a snap score and a snap streak, going to yeah. be fun? And now like there's I don't know one person that doesn't have Snapchat.
2: Yeah, if you've ever there is I cannot remember the name of the movie for the life of me, but it was about Mark Zuckerberg and when he made oh, Facebook. oh I
1: talked about this on the podcast because I watched it a couple of weeks ago. It's called The Social Network. Yes, yes. Oh, what a great no film. Thought,
2: no one thought it was going to be big. Seriously. And. It's literally the biggest social media platform, right? In the, the, yeah. Did you know like it was everything.
1: mainly used in college first, and it yeah. was it was actually only supposed to be meant for college. It was supposed yeah, to be for meant Harvard. for getting yeah. sex.
2: Yeah. yeah, it was literally for Harvard, and now.
1: Yeah, now everyone uses it.
2: Literally, like every single person ever, and I actually did. Um, Facebook was trying to do something similar to Bitcoin and have its own. Like money system.
1: Of course, they are.
2: But it didn't get passed through like the United States legislature, and in a couple other countries too. So now they can't really do it. They're trying to get it passed again, but it's it's hard because with Facebook, they, their network is so big that they would be if people started using their money, they would probably trump the U.S. dollar in like most important like oh, form yeah. of currency. Oh yeah. So like. The United States is like, no, we cannot have you guys doing this. So they didn't pass it for the United States to use it. And so a lot of other countries didn't pass it
1: either. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I just, every time I open Facebook, I'm like, where are they going to go next? Because I keep forgetting, every time you guys open Instagram, it says Instagram from Facebook. Yeah. I think those those were two different things at first, and then Facebook bought them. Yeah, they they were. Yeah, Yeah,
2: I believe so, yes.
1: And... I just keep thinking, where are they going to go next? Because they have... They crush the market with eBay and Craigslist by having Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. I don't ever use eBay or Craigslist anymore. I go to Facebook Marketplace, especially when I'm looking for a car right now. I'm not going to eBay. I'm going to Facebook Marketplace.
2: Exactly. And they have built a level of trust with their consumers, which are the users on the app. So people trust facebook marketplace over craigslist yeah and they trust buying like products from there more
1: exactly and now they have their own dating site incorporated into there i know and i I'm just like,
2: got like a notification like set up your dating yeah for real and i'm
1: like okay i'm, like, I'm, I'm okay thanks yeah so. i'm good okay like <laughs> I, I have grinder and all that like i don't need <laughs> <Shut> any <anymore. up. laughs> <laughs> shut up no, yeah, but I'm like, wh- what else are you guys gonna do? Like, I'm just waiting for Zuckerberg or Facebook to buy like the Denver Broncos or something. No, and we were talking are... about. Were you at dinner with Grandma and Grandpa? When we were, t- I think Bezos is trying to buy like a share of the Denver Broncos. I really? think. really, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, man, I think that's where Facebook's gonna go. They're gonna start buying like sports teams or something. Like, I
2: they have enough money to buy probably every sports team.
1: Oh, I mean, it's yeah, state. it's it's ridiculous. They
2: Mark Zuckerberg is a genius and he's so wealthy yeah he's a scary. creeper though no he is a creeper. He, he's
1: that's why i, I don't I like facebook i don't think, think there's a huge privacy thing on there
2: sociopath he's, oh yeah i don't think he has emotions he's they i feel like some people are so intelligent to the point where they just like don't think about human emotions whatsoever or oh like, yeah he, like how they're like robots at one point
1: well i mean there's <laughs> there's People out there speculating he's a robot. (laughs) like, like, he acts like one.
2: It would not surprise me if Mark Zuckerberg was a robot. Yeah,
1: he's just so weird looking too, you know? Like, the eyes are too, like, far spaced apart. Like, ugh. Yeah. It's,
2: yeah, he's a strange man.
1: Right? Do you think, like, there's, do you think there'll be another, like, social media thing that comes along? Like, I
2: don't know. Absolutely. It's just going to be one thing after the other. Forever i am wondering there's been a huge push for people to like get off social media and i think i know i don't really use any social media other than like tiktok anymore oh really like i post on instagram every once in a while but like i don't i feel like people don't use it as much as they used to snapchat especially that is gonna go down the drain i really do you think so oh absolutely think about like I don't know how many people you used to Snapchat to like how many people you use Snapchat now.
1: Oh yeah, and I'm actually very proud of this. I had around sixty streaks in high school, and I am down to four.
2: Yeah, I have probably one streak that's like four days long, and I freshman year of high school had like two hundred streaks, and yeah, I, it was bad. Like I had to send two separate like streaks pictures because oh, sure. I had so many streaks, and like they were like. 300 400 days long and then one day i was like this does not matter at all and i feel like a lot of people are getting to that point where they just don't care about snapchat so i think that's going to be the first social media to really start like going down do you think
1: instagram will still be around
2: i think that instagram's platform is terrible and i think that why so they keep changing it and i think that posts they used to be in chronological order and now it's like just like randomized order to what they think you would like the most, but it's never what you actually want to see. Yeah. So I never even see, like, half my friends' posts, but then I'll see, like, beast posts. Like, I don't really care about that. I'd rather see, like, my best friend's post of her trip to, like, Hawaii or something like that. And then there's just too much going on with Facebook or Instagram, and it's, Mm -hmm. like, starting to be like Facebook but with a worse platform. Facebook is easy to navigate because it's for old people. Instagram, not so much. And there's just, I don't know, there's too much going on. They're trying to do too many things at once. They try to be Snapchat. They're trying to be TikTok with Reels now. Like, yeah. they, they need to find their niche. They don't have a niche. They're just trying to do everything, and it's not working.
1: Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself.
2: Yes. I We talked about it in one of my business classes. Instagram and Snapchat, not doing great. I don't think that they're well run at all.
1: Right. I... Uh... I just I know there's room for another social media pl- because, I mean, with history, time and time they prove again, like, you know, TikTok, for instance, like that's the, so big right now. And I just know there's room for more. I just wish I know it'd be, you know, I know, but at, the- but, you know, that's what's cool about business and the creative mindset is that they're going to find something, yeah. you know, because I kind of thought when it was only Facebook, Snapchat and Instagram, like we're done. There is going to be nothing else. Nothing will come close. Yeah, you know, like
2: yeah, it used to be YouTube for a really long time, and TikTok's really taking over that. I think that a yeah. lot of people yeah used and, to sit and YouTube's watch
1: YouTube doing the searches. same thing. Like everyone's trying to copy TikTok with like ten to thirty second reels, you know, and then yeah. it just automatically plays the next, next one. Next video, yeah. That's what TikTok has going for them. Is that you know they the moment you open that app. You know, you're already watching a video and then it just plays the next one automatically. Yeah. You know?
2: And I think that with TikTok especially, it's fast entertainment. And that's something that's different between that and YouTube because you can learn like four different things on TikTok in a five minute walk while you're scrolling. Oh, I didn't and think it, about that. And like with YouTube, you have to watch like four, 10 minute videos to learn the same things. Like it's much more condensed and consolidated information and faster entertainment and i just think TikTok is really doing it right but i think it has very addictive properties
1: well hell yeah it does
2: and it's kind of scary like there's so much science and data analytics that goes behind how the for you page is done yeah to make it as like eye-catching as possible like I think about, like, my following compared to my For You page. I scroll my following for maybe, like, three minutes. I'm like, okay, this is boring. And I go to my For You page. Every video is, like, a hit. And it's, like, because they know what I like to a T. They literally, like, the algorithms are insane. I would love to see, like, how that's done. Like, they're geniuses working behind that. It's insane.
1: It's so interesting being on the outside looking in because I'm probably the one – person on this planet my age that doesn't like i have uh and i've clarified this on my podcast but i have the tiktok app i downloaded out of peer pressure um like during quarantine Mm -hmm. just because i'm so sick of it like i I was like if i download this will you shut the fuck up and they're like yes yeah i'm like all right (laughs) but i never open it ever i've created a couple um tiktoks but they were like movie quotes and stuff yeah but i never go on tiktok it just sits there and just, you know, watching what it does to my friends. It's not like it's something detrimental, but yeah, it's addicting. That's one of the reasons why I'm not on it, you know. I'm not on it because, you know, I'm trying to live in the past or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really mature. No, that's not it. I just know I will get addicted to it once I, like, get into it enough, you know. No, and I is. just I just don't need any more social media in my life.
2: It is very addicting. I actually have, a t- like, a time lock on my phone yeah that, like keeps me from scrolling over a certain amount of time every day because I used it so much and I know that's so bad and I shouldn't but it really started over quarantine I used it before then but quarantine there was so much content being made every day because everyone was so bored yeah they're all sitting at home so it was just like it was so eye catching and I would I could sit there and scroll for hours. It was so bad. And so when I got back to school I like set a timer on my phone. I can't use it for more than an hour and a half every day, which is still a lot. Yeah. When you really think about it, it's still a lot. But that is really the only social media you use. My screen time isn't that high, but I don't know. It is very addicting. And I think that there's a lot of positivity on the app in a lot of ways to get education, but I also think that there's a lot of negativity and, like, cancel culture is so stupid, and I hate that
1: side of TikTok. Oh, uh, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, those people where it's, like, social media is, like, we can be connected and we can spread positivity. Then the other is, like, you're going to be addicted and it's the worst thing to happen yeah. to the human race in literally the history of ever. It's yeah. it's It's funny to see.
2: Yeah, there's both sides are very compelling it's it's interesting to see because we're like the test rabbits yeah. in like 20 years we're gonna see like the real effect social media has on like the human mind right it's which is really scary to think about but we literally like we're going to be how we know is they're gonna study us which is kind of scary
1: but. right well one of the things i want to talk to you today is uh the steve from blues clues video that we watched for the podcast yeah and it, this has just been something that's been on my mind for like the past week because this video went viral in like a couple of hours. Like, it, um, I think it already had like 5 million views. The one we watched only had 2.3, so it must've been a different channel. But yeah, I mean, this was a really heartwarming video for me and it, it was for everybody. You know, like he's like, look at all that you've accomplished in this time and stuff. And I don't know. I just want to talk about this video because... Blues Like, you watched Blue's Clues when you were a kid, right? Yeah. Like, it was such a cute show. And first, I want to start off by saying I cannot believe Steve didn't turn out to be a child molester. For yeah. the longest time, and I've said this with my mom, I thought Steve was a child molester. Like, I was like, there's no way he's doing this kid show, and he's yeah. this old, and he's not like a... like." And I'm, yeah. I I apologize to you, Steve. I really do, because that video was just something else.
2: Yeah. I, I think it... I watched it, but I was younger than you when I watched it because we probably watched it at the same time frame, Mm -hmm. but you're two years older than me. So it's like I distinctly remember Blue's Clues and I remember enjoying it a lot, but the video was not as heartwarming to me. I was like, oh, that's cute, but like why is a strange man talking to me type vibe? Right.
1: Well, he hasn't aged at all. He looks the exact same.
2: I think so too, other than his hair. I
1: don't know. I'm just proud of him because I – I must have stopped watching Blue's Clues at some point because I didn't know he left. And then his brother replaced him. And he's like, he's like, guys, I'm leaving. This is my friend or my brother, like Rob or something. I don't know his name, but he's going to be your new friend. But what was really cool to me is that he left that to go to college.
2: I know. I thought that was really That is
1: so cool, man. Like, I figured this guy was... You had to think this guy's making enough money to make a career out of it, yeah. you know?
2: I wonder how much he made or if he... Was able to just use it to pay for all of his college tuition or something like that. I wonder what his major was.
1: Yeah, same here. And now he's he's coming back and he's like, I never forgot about you guys. I miss you and you mean something and you've accomplished so much. And that's just so awesome. I don't know. This was one heartwarming for me because I'm very... I'm my biggest critic. I yeah. I critique myself like no other person. Yeah. When someone insults me, I'm like, is that all you got, man? Like, I got plenty of shit going on up here that I can, <laughs> yeah. in- for real. And sometimes I just forget all that I've accomplished, you know, yeah. big or small, it doesn't matter, you know?
2: Yeah, I think that it was really unique because very few people in child stars, especially use their platform for good like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was really good that he did that because... Child stars I think have a special place in everyone's heart because they like you grew up with these people. So him using that for good was really really right.
1: Well it's cool to see that he stayed successful, you know, like when you're there's so many Disney stars like Mitchell Musso and you know, Miley Cyrus that became famous so young and then it just really didn't work out for them in the long run. Yeah. I mean, I th- actually, I think Miley's doing good. But, mm-hmm. I mean, how many Disney stars? I mean, there's so many videos about him. Like, how many D- a lot Disney them, stars got, like, DUIs? Yeah,
2: they fall off the deep end. and they.
1: Yeah, didn't one them. of the uh, Zack and Cody twins get, like, a DUI?
2: I'm sure. And then there was the star of Home Alone. He was, yeah. like, in prison or something, wasn't he? I, I remember seeing his mugshot, he was not doing well for a while there.
1: Yeah, like it's tough being um a celebrity so young.
2: Yeah.
1: And just to see that he went to college was so cool. Yes. Um Yeah, uh I don't I don't know his name, but have you seen The Amazing World of Gumball? Yes. Yeah, so I'm not gonna lie, like that's like my religion right now oh it's on hbo max and, <laughs> well i started watching it because there's this i saw this uh, meme on instagram and it just pointed out twitter and cancel culture period yeah like in the span of 30 seconds you know mm-hmm. and it's like how people try to be the most tolerant people on the internet and then if you're not that person you will like fight them to the end on comments and stuff yeah and there's this one clip do you know what i'm talking about or no Mm-mm. yeah well I'll, I'll pull it up for you after the podcast but it just explained in 30 seconds like what how like nine we can be and how like cancel culture will come at you for no reason
2: i think cancel culture is the bane of human existence it's,
1: it's literally a disease it's terrible it's
2: i think that there's a difference between being complicit and just canceling people over anything and everything i think yeah. that as much as people don't want to hear it, people can do some really bad things and still grow from them. Yeah, And I don't think that should excuse it. And I think that they should, like people should address it if it gets brought up something from their past. But I don't think that means that they're innately bad people and they aren't capable of growth. And I think that if we don't allow people to learn from their mistakes, like we've made mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes in, Whether you think your mistakes are big or small doesn't mean that they're big or small to someone else. And so I think you thinking that you can dictate whether a person is a good person or a bad person just off of one thing that you know about them is really asinine and so stupid. And I just, I don't get it at all. I think that there's a difference between cancel culture and trying to stop predators like Bill Cosby but, like, someone makes a TikTok and they say something stupid and then, like, like everyone hates them for it for, their, like, the rest of their career. It makes no sense to me.
1: Yeah, and it creates this idea in society that you can't speak what you feel or else you will get, you know, punished for it. And I'm not talking about, like, if it's an actual, like, insult or you're calling out a certain group or something. I'm just yeah. talking about, like, people are so afraid to speak up about literally anything because they're afraid they're going to get attacked for it.
2: Yeah, it's it's really sad that um our society has come to that and I don't know, it's even me like I'm scared that I'm going to say something and people a person is going to construe it the wrong way and then it's going to be used against me in 10 years when I'm a lawyer it's like I'm not innately a bad person I work hard for like yeah. marginalized communities I am a good student like I do a lot of things that's like to help my community like I know I'm not a bad person so like the fact that I even worry about stuff like that like that something may be taken out of context, it's sad.
1: Yeah, I wait. This is why I don't speak up about things so much because I just wait until I'm very confident in saying that I'm not going to get canceled for saying something that shouldn't be canceled, you know?
2: Yeah, I think that a difference in opinion isn't something that's worth canceling over.
1: And the problem is with social media is that these are anonymous people that you don't know. And the fact that they're anonymous, that's that's where, you know, the nastiness comes from. Because I think if we all if we all knew each other you wouldn't necessarily say something that mean but since you're talking through a screen or not even talking just typing through a screen to some anonymous person around the world you know you can be as mean as you want you're never going to see him in person
2: yeah I think that there's a lot of division that's happening yeah not just in the United States but like in the world in general but especially in the United States I think there's a scary amount of division and it's like this us versus them mentality. And there's a lot of psychology behind why that is so bad for a society. And I think that it is our job as a society to find a way to fix that because it's going to be literally the downfall of the United States. Right. And I I don't know if you know anything about like how empires age, but a lot don't live past a certain like age. In the United States is getting close to that. So it's either we figure it out and don't fall as a society or we don't. And I don't think the United States is capable of complete disaster. I think we're too big of a nation. But I think that we really need to figure out what's going on before yeah. it gets worse.
1: And we aren't. Uh, that will definitely be our downfall. I don't yeah. mean to be negative, but that's absolutely what I think. Yeah. And here's a good example. COVID. You know, we didn't know what it was. And the moment, you know, you know the the reports start coming in about what this is, we turn against each other so fucking quick.
2: I don't know how it became so political. like it's a, oh, I know. how was, how can
1: a virus <laughs> become political?
2: It was just insane to me how, like, I think the United States um, Senate and House, they set a precedent that even on issues of human health, we can be divided. And I think that was why. That's why we're still struggling as a country with the pandemic, and a lot of other countries are in like a recovery phase, and we are not there yet. And I think I just don't know how it became so divided. It's literally all of us fighting the same thing, which is a virus. Oh, so, I know. I just don't know how it.
1: Well, you know everything's. I don't know how people turn everything political, but they certainly do. You know, wearing a mask is political now. Getting vaccinated is political now. Uh, walking up the stairs is getting political now, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's – I just think, especially with the Delta variant, we, like It. – we're facing an even scarier form of the virus, and we have the science to be protecting ourselves, and people are choosing not to – But not only are they choosing not to, but then they're choosing to put other people at risk, which is the thing I have a problem with. Like, do whatever you want with your body. Like, if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to force you to put something in your body you don't want to put in your body. But don't go into public spaces where you're more likely to spread a very deadly virus. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And, like, I'm not saying that they don't have the choice. Like, that's... Again, their choice, but they're, they have to realize they're putting other people at risk. Their choice doesn't just affect them.
1: Well, you know what really bothers me is this thing called the internet. Because you can look anything up now. And that's what people are doing for this virus, which makes total sense. But, you know, they're sometimes they're going to visit a political site and then they're going to believe that. Or they're going to go to yeah. a non-reliable site and then they're going to believe that. Yeah. Like, people have this idea of what it is and then they will go to the internet and they will block out anything that says otherwise to their opinion. And then they will believe any site that will agree with their opinion. Yeah. And then they're like, well, I know this and you're wrong. And then, of course, the, the, the person across from them is going to be like, well, you're wrong because I know this. You know? Yeah. And then this, th- this is where the whole fighting comes from. You know? We're just looking up something and we refuse to be wrong about anything. So if we have an opinion about something, whether, you know, virus this, mass this, you know, you're going to look for something on the internet about that opinion. And then you're going to be like, aha, I knew I was right.
2: Yeah. And I think that's like the self-confirming bias and something that I do. And I've learned to do this through classes is I don't use just regular like internet websites. I try to find academic articles from databases. You can find them at your like, your like college should have like yeah. a database and obviously there's not as much information because this is still such a new virus but there is information and they're peer reviewed and so it's there's people fact checking the information that's being put out on databases and that's just not the case with regular internet sites and i think that regular internet sites have so much propaganda and you literally can post yeah. whatever you exactly want you know and claim it to be a fact and no one like no one can tell you different because you it's your website.
1: Yeah, exactly. You so, know, someone looks up something, how many uh, people have died from the COVID vaccine, and they go to Wikipedia and they're like, oh my God, a hundred thousand people have died from the vaccine, you know, and it's like, so where'd you go? And they're like, well, I went to Wikipedia. And I'm yeah. like, well, there you go.
2: Yeah, I think that,
1: anyone can write anything on fucking Wikipedia. Yeah,
2: and that's why, like, Any academic will tell you you can't use Wikipedia. And I just think that there's so much misinformation going on right now. And people aren't taking the time to fact check things. And if you want to research things, the internet, it's at your fingertips. You have so many resources, but you need to see that they're coming from reliable sources. You can't just read the first two sentences of an article be like, "Oh, that's what I thought," and move on. Like, either read it all the way through, check who the publisher is, check who the author is, and like make sure you're actually educated on what's happening or don't talk about it. Right. And I think that's what's so frustrating is because everyone's like, "Well, there's evidence for this, this, and this," and it's like if you go and actually fact-check that evidence, it's it doesn't stand. Right. And that's the most frustrating thing, I think, for a lot of scientists right now. Like, the top scientists in the world have been working on the vaccine. And there's all this these nursing majors who literally have no med school experience and have no, no like, understanding of viruses. That's not under nurses' education. And obviously, they know basics, but they aren't, they don't know how to make a, um, Oh my God, vaccine, there you go. They don't know how to make a vaccine. They have no idea the science that goes behind it. People like that take 10 to 12 years of education to get to that point. And so then nursing majors, then they go, well, I heard this in my like doctor's office today that this isn't true. Like I heard this affects fertility, but they don't actually know. But then they're like, but I'm a nurse, so trust me. And I think that's the most frustrating thing because like, yeah, you're a nurse, but you know nothing about this part of the medical field. Yeah. So it's like you, you're you – it doesn't stand, but a lot of people trust – if you look at the most trusted professions, it's doctors, nurses, like, yeah. like ER people. It's So people trust it when it comes from nurses, but they don't know what they're talking about.
1: For a person that's going into nursing, I would certainly tell you if I was a nurse a year ago, I'd be like – don't fucking listen to my opinion. Like I'm just in the dark about it as you are. If you want to ask me how to give an IV, listen, I'm your fucking guy. All right. Exactly. But to talk about a, you know, a vaccine and a virus and this and that, like, you know, that's, that's above my pay grade. I can tell you like what I think I know and then what's going around the hospital. But even then, like, you know, shit gets twisted through the grapevine.
2: Exactly. And I'm not saying that they don't know anything about viruses because they're educated people but they don't know as much as the top scientists who have been working tirelessly for over a year to make a vaccine for a deadly virus like this. And it's just frustrating because they use their platform in a a very negative way most of the time. Yeah. And I just think that you, if you're not educated on it, don't talk about it and don't pretend like you know things that you don't know.
1: Oh, I know. That's what, (laughs) at least that's what I feel like. You know, we love to talk about shit that we don't know what we're talking about.
2: Exactly. And that's something I have tried. Like, I will willingly and openly admit if I don't know what, like, the topic is. Like, when you brought up the thing about Blue's Clues, I could have easily been like, oh, yeah, I heard about that. But, like, yeah. I didn't know what you were talking about. So I'd rather you tell me and me, like, be educated on it right. than, like, stay in the dark. Yeah. And so I think just making that, like, switch and being okay with not knowing. Mm-hmm is something that we as a society need to do and it's like something I struggle with still sometimes especially in class but just getting to the point where it's okay that you don't know the answer and just learn the answer it's not that hard
1: well I mean how many times in this podcast I alone have I been like don't quote me on this because I'm not sure but this is what I think I know you know yeah because when I don't know something I'm just going to be like full warning like go look it up if you actually want to know the answer this is what I heard And I wouldn't take my word for it. I'm a fucking moron, you know?
2: Yeah, I think that people think that they're a lot more educated and intelligent than they are at all times.
1: (laughs) You know what I fantasize about is what if this pandemic happened in like the 80s where there was no such thing as a smartphone or the internet? Where would you go for your information? Well, you either have... You know, the cable news, which probably was more reliable back then than it is now, you know, because everything's fucking clickbait these days. Yeah. But also, where'd you go for the Internet? The fucking library where there's books, where that's mainly reliable sources and you have like a giant. I don't know. Do they have giant computers in the I don't know? (laughs) I don't know. know, But I mean, (laughs) let's say there was a computer, you know, that's where you go to look up your information and stuff.
2: Exactly. And like look at like the Spanish flu and other strains of SARS and influenza, like those people worked together and were not as divisive as they are right now. And they were, if they were told to wear masks, they did. Like, Grandpa, like, lived through, I think it was the Spanish flu. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, And he was like, it was nothing like it is right now. Like, it wasn't divided. People were all trying to make sure that everyone was healthy. And I just don't know why it's so hard to do that now. It's like, how did we get to a point where, like, these things were so political and it was like trying to take away your rights instead of like trying to protect our like public health. I don't know. It's frustrating.
1: It really is. Just go to the library, man. There's no such thing as like a non-reliable book, you know?
2: Yeah. And they're all peer reviewed and...
1: Exactly. You don't, you don't go to the internet and look up something. You're like, well, this must be it. This must be reliable, you know?
2: Yeah. So I just think that there's just so much information at our fingertips, but there's also so much misinformation. Exactly. And, and clickbait
1: and God yeah. knows what.
2: And there's also like half truths and a lot of information that's yeah. happening. It's like, it's kind of true. But if you do more research, it's like there's more behind it. And people don't do that. They like read one article. But it's like you should be reading three to four articles on one topic before you make a decision on what you like think about something and I don't think anyone does that right
1: what do you think um, do you think there will be a time when we get back to regular normal like no masks like COVID's a thing of the past like we we don't talk about the Spanish flu anymore you know like do you think we'll get to a time to where COVID will be just documentaries on Netflix and a giant, like, book the size of a Bible that you can read about where we went fucking crazy the moment it hit and we started, you know, attacking each other on the internet. Like, that's going to be a really good book for our kids, by the way. Hey, guys, go read about the toilet paper crisis, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just.
2: Think, I think that we will get there and I think we'll get there faster than we've recovered from other pandemics just because we have so much science and information at our fingertips mm-hmm. but i just don't think it's going to be as fast as people are hoping i don't think yeah. this is going to be a two-year-long process and we're done yeah like pandemics take like in like centuries ago pandemics took like two decades oh yeah and i don't think it'll take near that nearly that long but i think it's going to take another like two years before we're like normal normal yeah and I think there's going to be things that are changed forever. I think that there's going to be a lot more people working from home. I think people are going to wash their hands more. I think people are going to wear masks when they're sick more yeah. often. I hope that is something that we regular, like, we make, we normalize. Like, if you are, like, coughing everywhere, I think it is totally normal to wear a mask so you don't, like, cough on someone's back in class. Like, I would love that as someone who doesn't like germs. I Like, it really grosses me out when people are, like, snotty and coughing everywhere during, like, flu season. It's so gross. And I hope that's something we normalize. A lot of other countries have normalized that. But I think it's going to take us a while.
1: Yeah, I definitely think we'll get back to normal eventually. You know, this whole political thing will hopefully be a thing of the past. You know, mass might be a thing of the past. But I think there will definitely be some mental and for some people physical scar tissue of this. You know, they're going to be talking about in 20 years how they lost their, you know, wife or husband to COVID or... You know, like you said, if you get sick, we're going to wear a mask. We're going to wash our hands more. We're going to maybe take more supplements to better our immune system. We're going to get more sleep or something like that.
2: Yeah, I think that my year in particular, we had absolutely no closure to, like, our childhood because we didn't have, like, a senior year. Yeah. Because I'm class of 2020. Like, we got fucked over. Like, didn't have a normal even remotely normal first year of college, which the first years this year are kind of having a normal experience. And we missed out on the most monumental events of high school, which are like senior prom and graduation. So I think that not having that closure, like really messed with all of us. Our first year of college, like everyone I knew was like not okay mentally. Oh, and, I was
1: not okay. I was going bonkers. Yeah.
2: And I think that like a lot of people moved states away and they didn't yeah. have any closure to their childhood and i think it really messed with them and i think mental health, like our mental health epidemic epidemic is so high right now and i think that is almost as detrimental as covid is oh yeah absolutely and it's
1: humans are not meant to stay inside and just be cooped up
2: yeah not only that but there's just like so much negativity and so many things going on constantly in social media like it can be a good platform but how depending on how you use it or you can enable yourself to fall deeper into a hole of like oh this person's sad I'm sad too and just like finding people that are just as sad as you and like not pulling yourself out of it so I think that having social media and then also having to stay stay home was really not good
1: yeah it was kind of a double whammy lose lose kind of thing
2: yeah i don't think it was good for people yeah
1: um so one last thing before we wrap this up i did want to talk about the delta variant and this mainly isn't for the listeners this is mainly just for me because i feel like i just need to know about this now and i kind of want to just because i had to get vaccinated just because of the variant just to go to new york so I feel like I just want to know about it. Um, I know I just I the only thing I know about is that it started in India. But do you know how this started?
2: Yeah. So it was in India. And the thing about viruses is you. It, they're really hard to track. They're not it. They think it's from India, but they d- they still don't even know where the first variant of COVID came right.
1: from. Right. Well, you know, we first, we thought it was from, like, eating bats, right? And now we're like, well, it could have originated from a lab, right? Yeah.
2: And so it's like, we don't, we still don't even know where the first variant has come from. And the Delta variant is so much newer. Yeah. And so we think that it's from India. We We have no idea. Yeah. Like, and I think that people need to realize that we actually have no idea where this came from. And um it's so much more dangerous than the first variant of covid and thank god that like vaccines are a thing now but it's a lot more deadly too i think it's 99.2 percent of the covid related deaths that have happened since like the vaccine came out came from unvaccinated individuals Mm -hmm. and I don't know. It's it's very scary. I'm looking up statistics right now of differences in
1: rates. Yeah, that's right. You just sparked like, I think, a phrase that I read, but this came because f- viruses mutate, right? That's kind of basically where this came from is yes. a mutating. Vi- okay, yeah, I thought so. Uh, so you said, obviously, this is like, you know, way worse than COVID. Do you know, like how or yeah. why?
2: So here it says that and this is New York Times so it is a relatively reputable source that it is roughly twice as infectious as the original variant and 60% more transmissible. So it's um it's easier to infect other people and it is just a lot more dangerous when you get it. Yeah. So it's it's scary and i mean it makes me thankful that grandma and grandpa are vaccinated because i think people aren't even if we tried to go to a lockdown again no one would listen and i'm well aware of that it's like that was a one and done type thing no one would listen ever again (laughs) So so true but it's it's intense and a lot of like hospital hospitalizations like started spiking again in colorado
1: yeah yeah
2: and like i have to wear a mask at school right now yeah me too which, I mean, I'm in person, so I'm thankful for that. But when we're in classrooms, we have to wear masks. Yeah. But I, it's it's scary. And I think people aren't taking it as seriously as we need to be taking it. And I think if you're vaccinated that's and you wear a mask when you're told to wear a mask, it's really all you can do. But it's people that aren't doing that that are putting everyone at risk. Because it can mutate again. This It's not like there's... A certain amount of times a virus can mutate before it stops mutating. Like it could mutate again and be even more dangerous than the Delta variant. So it's like if we don't get herd immunity and stop letting people getting it, like stop people from getting it so it can mutate, because it mutates the more it tr- is so, transmitted. So it, there could be another variant that's already in the works right now. And we have yeah. no idea.
1: Yeah. Um, I wasn't very, I wasn't too happy um, about why I had to get vaccinated. I mean, but at the end of the day, I'm glad, you know, it didn't, it doesn't hurt to be vaccinated. Uh, and I got no symptoms by the way, which is nice. You know, uh, I did not feel tired. I did not feel sick or anything. Like my arm was just sore for two days. Yeah. So, uh, I have been reading that, you know, people that aren't vaccinated, they get the variant. They're very sorry that they didn't get it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's still your body, your choice. We shouldn't have to, you know, blackmail people into doing it. But, you know, if the variant is what people says it is, then maybe. I don't know. I don't know much about it. But yeah, You know what's rough about COVID is the symptoms because it's relatively the same as the flu. And they're just – they're really – it can be so mild symptoms, you know? Like I yeah. think – one of the good things about COVID is losing loss of taste and smell. That's a dead fucking indicator. You know, we've never had that with the flu before. So at least we have that. But here's the problem is with, all the other symptoms, you know, you're tired, fatigue, nausea, diarrhea, throwing up, you have a fever, like those are all symptoms that you could have on a daily, but you don't have COVID, yeah. you know, that's one of the hardest things, yeah. because that's what we have to do at school. You know, if you have any symptoms, you are told to stay home, you yeah. know, and then you got to figure out how to make up school or do something like that.
2: Yeah. And I think that everyone's experience with COVID is very different, right? Some people got incredibly sick and they still don't have their taste and they or they still don't have their sense of smell and so i think as a young person you were able to not get as intense of a version of covid yeah but some people like definitely it obviously it killed people but like yeah even people our age i know people who lost their like sense of taste for months like are just getting it back
1: oh yeah i lost my taste and smell when i got covid And I felt very tired, but those are the only two symptoms I had. I didn't have a fever. I didn't have a cough. Uh, I think chills is one of the symptoms, but I didn't have the chills either. But I remember just, I mean, it goes back to what we said about the internet. You know, I was looking it up. Like, when does your taste and smell return, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't know this. And of course, the first article I read is like some 23-year-old. I got it in January of 2021. And... This 23 year old got it in May of 2020, mm-hmm. and he hasn't he hadn't gotten his smell back yet. So of course my mind was the, like, the, oh
2: my gosh, I'm never. Oh, I'm never a gonna. Smell. Came okay. back
1: in 10 days, of course, but yeah. literally on day one, I'm like, oh my god it's something else, man.
2: Yeah. I think that's why it's important to realize like one situation doesn't speak for the entirety of the virus. So right. just cause your friend didn't get super sick or just cause your friend did get super sick. Yeah. Doesn't mean one thing or the other. And clearly like it can kill people. So I think that's something people need to recognize more just cause your 23 year old cousin didn't die from COVID doesn't mean that people can't die from COVID. Exactly. So I think that's something that, more people need to recognize because they're like oh well my cousin larry like he's fine it's like yeah that's one person out of how many people who've gotten it right so
1: strange times we live in yes and i always think about this like what if (laughs) the next pandemic man what if it's a pandemic that kills like 99 percent of the population like we do an i am legend kind of shit my god we will (laughs) we won't last a fucking day man like god forbid that happens i that seems so unlikely but you know, people talk about that. Like, if we have anything worse than this, we are fucked.
2: The scariest thing is we might have to live through another pandemic in our lifetime. Grandpa's yeah. lived through, too. Right. Like, that blows. Like.
1: Yeah, man. Like, maybe, like, there's so much pollution that, you know, there's a virus. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Uh, holy shit. We are, like, right at the hour mark. Good for us.
2: Look at us go. I've
1: been- yeah, I've been trying to keep uh, most of these podcasts to an hour. I used to uh, I used to go as long as I wanted. Like I did a three-hour podcast once, you know? Oh, nice. Yeah, but a lot of fans have been asking to keep it at an hour, so I'm trying to listen to you guys. So. we got to
2: please the
1: fans. Yeah, exactly. So I'm ready to wrap this up. So. Yes. Lily Webster, thank you so much for talking with me. This was a great time.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, for sure. All righty, I will see you sexy motherfuckers on... Tomorrow, Monday?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll see you guys on Thursday. Thank you for listening to another episode of Under the Sun. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review to help spread the word. You can also follow Evan for more cool content on Instagram at evan.dixon.22. Until then, we'll see you under the sun. Peace.